your Division II champions, Grand Valley State. It's the Ankara Podcast, presented by the Grand Valley Sports Network. Hi again, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Anchor Up podcast brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GVSU Athletics. Your health, our passion. Today is Thursday, February 25th, 2021, and postseason is upon us. Swimming and diving has already won the GLIAC championship. We've got track and field headed towards the GLIAC championships this weekend. Final week of the regular season of basketball. Oh, and by the way, all of our fall and spring sports getting underway as well. So as we pause for a moment to catch our breath and chat with you this week, my name is Jake Levy, joined as always by Tim Not Tim, how you doing? Jake, it's going great. Uh, captured a couple GLIAC champ- championships last weekend. Swimming and diving, so we're off and running uh, in, in the championship portion of the schedule. Great to always win those GLIAC championships and Trying to uh, increase the number of presidents, consecutive number of presidents' cup, uh, Glick presidents' cups. That is, uh, to the. Uh that's right. The Laker swimming and diving teams already clinched a GLIAC championship. We'll talk about that as we go through our weekly recap presented by Blue Cross. Blue Shield of Michigan confidence comes with every card. We might as well start in the pool there, Tim, because the women set the record for most points scored in a women's championship. 1,200 points, an incredible showing, and uh, they swept the major awards as well. Swept the major awards, won 18 of 21 events, wow. which is kind of amazing. You yeah. think, could sit there and think about it. Samantha Lorich was named Swimmer of the Year. She uh, won three titles, finished second in the other. Uh, Sarah Puskas was named Freshman of the Year. Grayson Seagard, Divey of the, of the Year. And uh, head coach Andy Boyce was named Coach of the Year. Uh, some o- other outstanding performances. Netta Schiff, who really, uh, Netta and um, Samantha really came down to who was going to become Swimmer of the Year. Samantha beat Netta in the 200 IM, which kind of sealed it that she was going to be the nominee because you can't have more than one nominee. So their head-to-head um, uh, competition was won by Sam, and Andy Boyce thought that uh, deserved for uh, that that Lorich to be the nominee, and she was a hands-down winner. Well, so, I was going to say, it doesn't yeah, matter it who you be, nominate. Yeah, You're basically hand-selecting the GLIAC Swimmer of the Year. So, it, but uh, just some outstanding performances. They Young ladies really did an outstanding job uh, besides Schiff and Lorich. Um, so other outstanding swimmers, Emma Bliss, a freshman, Kelly Peasley, uh, both turned in outstanding performances. Uh, Allison Schaefer, Nicole Terramina, um, in the diving events, Delaney Wiebrink, uh, was along with Alyssa Wager and, uh, Frasia Garbaccio and Melina DeCourt. So it was across the board. When he went 18 of 21 events, uh, obviously it's a dominating performance, 1200 points scored, was the GLIAC record, the margin of victory, 613 points over second place, was obviously obviously also a GLIAC record. Unbelievably doubled the next highest total, more so doubled the next highest total in the pool. Unbelievable performance on the women's side. Then on the men's side, I think Annie Boy said this is the second time he's had this happen as they won their seventh straight GLIAC championship, ninth overall, but a freshman earned swimmer of the year as well. Exactly. Eric Heber was outstanding. He uh, Two of his swims, and actually almost three of his swims, because you can count the 500 free, uh, portion also within the 1650 and 1000 freestyle because you're starting and so when you make that turn at 500 yards um, you've actually eligible for that to be a mark for qualifying for the NCAAs and and so his he has actually swum the second fastest time this year in Division Two in the 500, the 1000 and the 1650 freestyle. He won three events uh, 
the, the 500,000 and 1650 free finished second in the 200 free uh, in route to winning swimmer of the year and freshman of the year honors. Chris Kelly was the diver of the year for the third consecutive year. He captured the uh, three meter and Andy Boyce was named coach of the year. Oscar um, Sara Armengel uh, really became the butterfly king for the GLIAC. For the third consecutive year, Oscar has captured both the 100 and 200 butterfly. And so, uh, great job there, Roger, Met, Roger Moret Sala, uh, along with Noah Ellis, Cade Rujink, um, uh, Marcus Cruz, Keegan Hawkins. Just outstanding swims. Uh, the Lakers won 10 events and en route to the record point total of 1,072.5 points, 344 more than Wayne State, who finished in second. So, another dominating performance for the Lakers in the pool and route to the uh, two GLIAC titles. Butterfly King sounds like either a nickname for a boxer or a Game of Thrones character. Yeah, I can't it, decide it, it, which, it, but we'll settle with a GVSU swimmer instead. Yeah, yeah. I, I was also thinking Burger King. Burger King, Burger King okay. you know. Well, you know the, you, na you, the name you, is you, certainly there, you BK. Think the, you think that uh, crown there. So, yeah, so great job by Oscar. And, again, in a weird a weird thing that none of these – all these guys will be eligible to come back next year. Oscar's right. a senior, but because this year technically doesn't count – he could really become a four-time champion in the 100 and the 100 and 200 uh, butterfly. Where do you go after King? Uh, where do you go after King? I don't know. You're getting to like that next level. Yeah, I don't know. I, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll just, just stick with King. Yeah, we'll stick with King. Well, once you get King, you stay there. All right, well, that's swimming and diving. Excellent performance by them. Now they turn around and try to get ready for nationals in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about track and field a little bit later on because they head into GLIACs this week, so we'll talk about them later in our preview. But meanwhile, on the hardwood, first we start with men's basketball that split on the road in Houghton, Michigan. What a tough place to go get a win. They played outstanding defense, particularly on the perimeter in the opening day of that series and got the victory at Michigan Tech, which kind of makes you feel like you're playing with house money that second game because I don't think anybody's really going up to Houghton and getting a sweep. So Grand Valley comes away with the split they were looking for, put themselves right where they want to be going into this last weekend, which is basically controlling their own destiny. Yeah, it's always, you know, Michigan Tech plays really well at home. They shoot the ball exceptionally well there in the FDC gymnasium. They always have uh, under Kevin Luke, the 27-year head coach for the Huskies. Um, they've always shot the ball well there. So anytime you can go up there and get a win, and, it, you know, it, it's great when you're playing the back-to-back -back games, you got that first W. Uh, like you said, that's playing with house money, you know, um, uh, Delion Brown obviously was injured in the first game. We did not play in the second game, which obviously hurt the Lakers' chances when you uh, lose, lose the services of somebody of that uh, talent level uh, who's averaging double figures on the year. Uh, it's always going to hurt. But uh, Jordan Harris, Jake Van Tubergen, uh, Christian Negron, and Isaac Gassman all played well um, at that first night, along with Del Brown. Uh, so it was a very balanced effort by those guys. And uh, in the second game, uh, Michigan Tech just got hot. I mean, they yeah, got hot I mean, there. And when they're shooting the three the way they're yeah. shooting the three, I mean, they came out, they scored 22 of the first 24 points. You know, I give the Lakers a lot of credit because they actually fought back, got it close to a single-digit game. You know, when you're on the road for an 11 a.m. game, back half of a uh, – double header basically playing two games in as many days less than 24 hours apart you give up the first you go down 22 to 2 it's really easy to just pack it in and that's not what they did very impressive but to me Tim I, I think Christian Negron's playing his best basketball of the season right now and I think Jordan Harris has really figured out how to run the point for this team offensively and the offense is really starting to click and as good as this team has been defensively all year if they can find a piece to replace Delion while he's out this team could be doing one of those get hot at the right time, mm -hmm. put things together just in time for the postseason things here. I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, it's going to, you know, 
not knowing what his uh, uh, is going to happen with uh, Dell for the rest of the year. Uh, you know, somebody that's going to have to step in is uh, Trayvon Gunter, uh, freshman out of Kalamazoo, Michigan, went to Kalamazoo Central High School. And I'm excited to see him. He got injured in a scrimmage, mm -hmm. which kind of slowed his progress. And I, we both thought he looked really good when he was here in the scrimmage. Shot the ball really, really has no conscience. I mean, he's a shooter, yes. and he knows he's a shooter, and he's going to keep chucking it up there, and he's a really good shooter. I think he um, set the three-point percentage or the most threes yeah. made in the game yep. at Kalamazoo Central, which has had some incredible basketball players coming yes. through, including Hunter Hale, who was at Grand Valley for a couple of years as well, now playing pro in New Zealand. So he comes from a great high school program. I know the coaching staff was really excited about him him and when we saw him in the Wayne State series he finally got in mm -hmm. for a couple of minutes played a little bit more against Northern Michigan you started seeing like okay give this kid some minutes he could really flash and he played 23 obviously not for the reasons you want right. against Michigan Tech not having Delion Brown but he held his own he really kind of stuffed the stat sheet and everything he did so he really there, did. there was nothing he, he didn't take up space out there let's put it that no, way and he did a nice job he got involved and for a freshman to jump in in the spotlight like that at Michigan Tech I think he's the sky's the limit for him yeah and again again you, you know the the Lakers are going to need his outside shooting. You know, Isaac Gassman is going to, have to pick up some. Everybody's going to have to pick up a little bit without Dell. Um, you know, you, you can't expect Jake or uh, Jordan just to say it, it, it's on your shoulders now. Everybody's got to pick it up a little bit, do a little bit more scoring, handle the ball a little bit more. But uh, I, I agree. I think this team is playing their best basketball at the right time and see what happens here with the f final two games of their season and heading into the Gleick tournament. Laker men's basketball team 9-6 and six going into these last couple of days. Remember, they're one game short because they and Wayne State only played once. But the GLIAC championship will be determined by average points per game with this point system. So the Lakers still find themselves entering this final weekend as the two seed. But it could be anywhere from I think they can win the GLIAC all the way down to like the nine seed. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. Uh, who knows? There's no point in trying to guess what's going to happen this weekend in GLIAC men's basketball. And fitting as it is, it's all going to come down to the last weekend and everything's up in the air. And you know, talking to Coach Wesley during our weekly radio show on Monday, he said, you know, we try not to worry too much about all that. We just know we're in a better position if we win. So let's worry about that. Focus yeah. on winning these two games. Let the rest of it kind of take care of itself. We'll see what happens. Northwood's a tough place to play. We'll preview that a little bit later on. If we stay on the hardwood, switch to the women's side. They came into those big marquee matchups with Michigan Tech, two top 20 teams in the nation last weekend. And the Huskies came in. The Lakers had them on the ropes up by 11 in the fourth quarter, up by nine with two minutes left. But that veteran, experienced Huskies team forced the Lakers into some mistakes. Kind of saw the youth of this team maybe for the first time as they – uh, had a couple of turnovers down the stretch, missed some free throws, kept Michigan Tech in it, and they came back and hit the buzzer beater to win it 54-52. Just a gut-wrenching loss for us sitting there watching the Lakers, who played so well for really the first 38 minutes of that game, just couldn't hang on, then turned around the next day and played well again. Just Michigan Tech so good defensively. Some of the shots didn't go. You know, I watched a couple of shots bang off the connector and fall in for Michigan Tech while the Lakers had ones rattle out, and you just kind of felt like it just wasn't the Lakers' day, and they fell in that one as well. So Michigan Tech sweeps the Lakers in that one. The Lakers are now 13-3 and heading into this final week. Nothing to sniff your nose at, by the way, and can still technically win a GLIAC championship. Yeah, and actually in the, in the points uh, breakdown, they're tied with Michigan Tech, even though the Huskies uh, swept the Lakers. Yeah, you know, that, that, that first game, it's something, you know, that, obviously that's a game that you, I really kind of felt like that game played a role in the outcome of the second game oh, as well. No question. You win that game, you're up nine. But you can't go, you know, you go one for six from the free throw line and turn the ball over three times. Don't score a bucket in the final three minutes of the of the contest. That's it's tough to win, especially against a team like Michigan Tech. And they hit a three-point turnaround jumper from the top of the key, which 
the shot clock. The Lakers had played great defense in that possession. For 29 for, seconds. Yes, and she turned around, threw it up, and schwap. Nothing but net. Then you look at the play. And Emily Spitzley gets called for a block, yes. probably a charge. It goes from a turnover, and the Lakers stop to an and one for Michigan Tech. They're six of the nine points yeah. they made up right there. So just some things not going the Lakers' way down the stretch. You know, a nice little tip by uh, one of the guards to knock it off of Bisball's leg out of bounds at the close of the game to get them the ball yeah. back. Just everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong for the and Lakers down the right stretch. everything went right for Michigan Tech. But What's it's a learning right? experience for a very young it team, is. and they, they, it's know, good to see them get into those games because for a team that's so young, so inexperienced, you know, of course this team has gone to the NCAA Regional for five straight years. They've been in these big games. You, you think about the game at Drury. You think of all the games with Ashland. But these girls hadn't played in any of no, those games. The, so to see them get the opportunity to play in a top-20 game in a game that feels like a GLIAC championship, has a lot on the line, is step one in that process of getting this team ready to make a deep run. Well, Michigan Tech came into that game having been in these, these situations. Right. For they have, you know, they're junior and senior laden team. They've been in these games. They were came in expecting to win because they felt it was like their time. Our young ladies thought it was their time, and they, you know, but they haven't been in that situation. It was the first time for them to play in a game of that nature. It was a tough, hard-nosed, fought game, a defensive battle, um, and and Michigan Tech just, you know, their experience played a role in that comeback, and then it really played a role on Sunday. Because you could tell the Lakers' dauber was down a little bit in terms of after losing that game on Saturday in the fashion they lost. And you could, and Michigan Tech just kind of kept pushing their will against uh, the Lakers and then they eventually just warmed down. Yeah, you think about those three veteran guards they have, McKay, Trotter, and McGurk. They've been, for the last three years, kind of stuck as that forgotten third seed behind yeah. Ashland and Grand Valley State. Mm -hmm. So now that those two teams have both graduated those huge, great classes and have kind of had to reload, Michigan Tech, you're right, is saying, hey, this is our time to be the team in this league if we play our best. And so you know them coming to Grand Valley. They had a big target on the Lakers. They didn't play Ashland this year, so they didn't get to take out the frustration on the Eagles. Yeah. Instead, all of that pent-up frustration saved for the penultimate weekend of the year against Grand Valley State. The Lakers gave them all they could handle for much of those two games, but at the end, Michigan Tech's a little bit too tough. Something tells me those two teams may play again at some point before this season is all wrapped up. So the Lakers fell twice on the hardwood. The Lakers going 1-3 and three overall against Michigan Tech this weekend, but as we stay inside the Fieldhouse Arena in our recap, how about GBSU Volleyball getting off to a fantastic start they win both their games in sweeping fashion over Parkside, 3-0-3-0. The Lakers are 2-0 to start the 2021 season. Well, I, I thought Allie Thompson played extremely well. She was a leader for the Lakers. Uh, she really, you know, uh, she'd missed the scrimmage against Ferris State, had a death in the family. Um, but you could really tell that she has really progressed in the last six months in terms of her, her athletic ability, her jumping, the way she approached the game. I thought she was outstanding as an outside hitter. Uh, and the Lakers played well defensively, I thought. I thought they really did a good job, good job of keeping the ball in play. The serve, services and service receiving, I thought they did ex exceptionally well against Parkside as well. Yeah, the Lakers passed the ball really well. I thought Rachel Jackway was fantastic as a setter, uh, especially in day one, getting them set up. And I like the adjustment they made in game two. You know, Coach Johnson, I was talking to him after the first game, you know, we were maybe a little too outside heavy. Would have liked to get our middles more involved. And Jaliana Primus had an unbelievable yeah. second game, both with the kills and with the blocks. She was 
fantastic. Finished with 16 total points for the Lakers in the day, so she was outstanding in the second game. You're right, Allie Thompson was really, really good in the first game. Abby Graham, who was a libero for the Lakers in the first game, and the outside hitter in the second. Right. A very rare combination to get, but she was she filled her role in both of those, did a nice job serving as the libero, and then did a nice job on the outside, especially in the first set. She kind of took that over and set the tone from the outside in the first set of that Saturday game. So she, she made her presence felt on both sides, and the Lakers get off to a 2-0 start. They're on the road at Wayne State tonight and tomorrow, so we'll see how those two 2-0 teams shake out when they collide over in Detroit. Men's and women's tennis both got their first wins of the year last week, beating Walsh each, and that wraps up our recap of what happened, unless, uh, you know, as I've rattled off already, nine sports. I don't know if I've missed anything. Softball. Softball got started, too. Softball You're right. Softball started, too. Softball started as well. Outstanding they got the, start to the year. They got the three, and I wrote the recaps. I don't know why I didn't remember it off the top of my head, but they but got they a 3-0 you know, start. They're 24th in the country. Uh, That's know. Yeah, they're up to 20 24th. now. Okay, up to 20 now. They, yeah. they moved up to 20th after three victories. Hannah Biotis was nice in the circle in day one. She gave up one earned run, two overall runs, and a couple of soft hits in her debut and got the win, and then we saw the, they basically used their entire pitching staff doing a nice job to get the two shutouts the following day. They won 9-2, to 9-0, and 2 nothing. So Lakers outscoring their three opponents 20-2 to over the weekend after having one of their games canceled because of COVID with Lindenwood's program having some symptoms that day. The Lakers able to adjust and get the victory over William Jewell, then turn around the next day and get two more big wins. So Grand Valley softball off to a really good start. Nakoma Holman with two home runs in three games. Taylor Rieger was great. I mean, you, you know that lineup's veteran, but the combination that they have, Tim, of the murderer's row in the middle of Rieger, Goble, Holman. And then what. add in Serencion's ability to get on base. You add in what they have in the bottom of their lineup in terms of the speed that they've really rounded out. Hannah Hollister in her debut looked really good for Grand Valley as well. The blend that Dana Callahan has of speed and power in that lineup. They are going to score a lot of runs this year. I really think I, I agree. I think with their ability in the, in the circle, with the pitching staff to keep the opponent's run production down and you know, I, I really, and our pitchers have the ability to strike players, strike batters out in key situations, which is hu huge in softball. In terms of advancing runners, it's always about advancing that runner, sacrificing them over to put them in scoring position with less than two outs. Our pitchers have the ability to get that strikeout when needed. And if you look through the uh, years of Grand Valley State softball, Jen Max and and uh, just the the pitchers throughout, they've always had that ability to shut that rally down, keep it to you know you know, runner on third without scoring, and, that, and that's been huge. But our offensive ability, I think, is going to be, you know, sky's the limit because of the production from one through nine. Absolutely. I mean, the hard part for Dana Callahan right now is figuring out not only who's going to round out that order, but where to kind of place those pieces outside of two, three, and four that are pretty much set. Everything else is kind of up for grabs. Well, I guess one through four is kind of set. Joanna's kind of put a stranglehold on that leadoff spot, the way she's able to get on base and steal bases. But then everybody else really can contribute from that five spot all the way through nine. There's going to be a ton of options, a ton of different things they can do as well. And then in the circle, Ashley Playtech, who got her feet wet, Last year in her quasi-freshman year, only got to play in those 16 games. I think she went 6-1. and one. Yeah. So she was really, really good to start her freshman year and then turns around, has a whole year to work on the off-speed stuff to get all that experience. And now 
go into her freshman year. She looked really good. Jenison Agart, who is a true freshman, looked really good as well. So that's promising. Hannah Deek getting things going as well. She got the win on day two. So everybody getting involved. And by the way, Sammy Garrels, yes. who was the Lakers' number two pitcher when Hannah got hurt a few years ago, and they made that run to the College World Series, hasn't even joined the staff yet. So a lot of options there as well. This is a deep, loaded team. That'll be a lot of fun to watch. So, yes, make, glad you reminded me to recap about softball's 3-0 and start. They have a couple of weeks to sit and think about that before they go on the road to Evansville, Indiana, in a couple of weeks to get their season resumed on March 6th. So we'll talk about that next week as we preview them going down to Indiana, but a great start for them. They are 3-0, and and now that wraps up our weekly recap brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Here for you now more than ever, confidence comes with every card. The Anchor Up podcast is brought to you in part by NovaCare. Discover the power of physical therapy with the official physical therapy provider of GVSU Athletics by PNC Bank, the official bank of GVSU Athletics, PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. By Earhart Construction, the official construction company of the Grand Valley Sports Network by Homewood Suites Grand Rapids. Enjoy all the comforts of home at the only extended stay hotel in downtown Grand Rapids by Uchella where great food and sports come together by DTE Energy, Know Your Own Power, and by Mervine Beverage reminding you to drink responsibly. All right, well, that is our recap. Time now to look ahead at what's coming this week, and I think it's only fitting we start with the new teams that are going into the postseason men's and women's track and field on the road taking on the GLIAC Championships at Saginaw Valley. And there's two really big competitors on both sides. On the men's side, you look at Ashland. They're really, really good. I think the Lakers and the Eagles have been in the top three each in the men's yes. rankings nationally. And on the women's side, Saginaw Valley on their home track. They're ranked number 10 in the ITFCCAAA, whatever all those acronyms are, rankings for this week as well. So two top 10 teams on the women's side, two top 10 teams on the men's side. It is going to be very interesting to see how that that plays out this week on the road at University Center. Yeah, it's it's really going to be there's there's some matchups in here, some some athlete versus athlete matchups. I think they were very intriguing and 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 really across the board in terms of the sprints, hurdles, and the distance distance events rather. Uh, so you're going to really see some matchups there that are going to play a major role in the outcome of of the team standings. And so you're really going to have you know it's really going to be I would expect our women to dominate uh, really in terms of distance. You know across the board our our, our women are are maybe the best team in the country. And so I, I really think they're going to dominate. Well, both the um, men and women are ranked right number, number one, one in the yeah. country. So. Now, Ashland, I think Ashland is probably going to rest a few individuals for the NCAA championships. And I, I, I really, you know, their whole they have some elite individuals that are going to score a lot of points at nationals that have already qualified. So I think they're going to may, mainly focus on that. But there, but there are going to be some matchups that are going to be very intriguing. So that's track and field. They're at the GLIAC Championships. Make sure you follow at GVSUXCTF on social media for all the updates throughout the two-day event. You can also go to GVSULakers.com. Go to the track and field schedule page for all the coverage links for results and live video provided by the GLIAC this weekend. So make sure you check all of that out. Meanwhile, on the hardwood here, the Laker women's basketball team has two against Northwood. Again, Grand Valley, despite those two losses to Michigan Tech, the way you do the math with the numbers, Grand Valley State still controls their own destiny to win the GLIAC regular season championship, or at least a share of it. So the way that it was determined is that if the team with the best record is not the same as the team with the most total points. Those two teams will be co-regular season champions, so there's a chance that Michigan Tech and Grand Valley State can be co-champions this year. We'll see what happens 
if that shakes out that way. If so, congratulations to those ladies. And they'll be the one seed, too, because the point is actually the tiebreaker to see who will be the one seed in the GLIAC tournament. So the Lakers, despite losing twice to Michigan Tech last week, could still be the one seed in the GLIAC tournament and co-champions with the Huskies. So a big one coming up this weekend. The Northwood's really good. They can really score it. They are second in the conference in points per game. They're first in the conference in three-point percentage. And they're also the team that turns the ball over the least in the GLIAC this year, just 10 turnovers per game. So this is a really good Northwood team. The Lakers got them twice at 1 p.m. Friday. You can watch that game on the Grand Valley Sports Network, hear it on Talk 1230 WTKG, then turn it around on Saturday at 3 p.m. with the same coverage available. Well, it's going to be it's gonna be fun to watch. A lot of exciting uh, events, a lot of excitement in the, on the track and, and field events. and uh, um, So it'll be fun to watch. And I think we have a guest here. Yeah, Coach Baltus. We, we have a guest to talk about track and field. Coach Baltus, yo, yo. give us a little, uh, give us a quick preview. Give us in 60 seconds. Tell us what we're going to do. 60 seconds. Wow, that's a lot of track and field in a short amount of time. Uh, yeah, it, uh, last time we'll see Ashland in the conference, so their men are really, really good. Of course, Trevor Bassett, uh, one of the best in the country, have a shot at making the Olympic team this summer, I believe so. Uh, he'll bring a lot of power to the meet, and they're, they're well-rounded. Their throwers are always good. They've got a handful of sprinters to back uh, Trevor up and then uh, some good distance runners. So that there'll be a challenge for us, but I think our, our men are ready to go. Our women are, are looking strong. Uh, we'll back off some of our ladies. We won't over-race them to make sure we keep them uh, healthy, ready to go uh, for the NCAA championships in, in a couple weeks. And then we still got to get some things done. We've got three or four uh, individuals in each side that we really need them to step up and uh, get a little better uh, mark or performance to hopefully get in the national meet, and, and uh, that will help us in two weeks. How, how does that, uh, in terms of qualifying them, uh, where do they need to be on, on the performance list to get in the NCAA? Yeah, that's, a, that's a <laughs> impossible. Uh, you know, if you're in the top three or four or five, you're probably safe. You know, this year they're taking 25% less participants, so normally that's 16 to 18 athletes per per event. Now we're looking at 10 to 14 athletes per event. So, you know, we've got a handful of individuals in the 8, 9, 10 range, which they're not safe going in the last weekend. So, you know, you really got to go in there wherever you're sitting is just compete at a high level. We've got a handful of people in that 12, 13, 14, 15 range that we know are going to have to uh, get a little better. So, you know, normally in the, the track events or the sprints and, and the field events, you, you can still go out and pop one. You know, run, distance events, a lot of times that's a little harder to do because you you know, you set your training up for midseason and recycle for a national meet. But uh, we're going to give it our best go, and we hopefully we'll get a few more in the meet. All right, Coach, well, we're looking forward to some postseason track and field. It's here. Congratulations. Have a uh, great weekend, all right? Thanks, thanks, fellas. Thanks for giving us a little preview. Yes, sir. Thank you. We'll have to compare. You can Those who are listening, compare how my preview was compared to Coach yeah. Baltus. It was, it was pretty close, it's not going to lie. Close. I mean, it's, it's almost like I've talked to the guy before yeah. about what's coming this weekend and did my homework. So uh, it should, again, be a great weekend for track and field. You know, remember, they were about to start their NCAA championships when everything got shut out. They were already there. They were in the facility and were turned away, told to go home. So they were right on the cusp of some postseason track and field. That got taken away from them, so now they get back to some postseason races. So great for them to uh, have an opportunity this week, and I'm sure they'll enjoy it as well. So track and field, there you have it. Coach Balt is previewing it. Like we said, volleyball is at Wayne State this week, Thursday and Friday. Tonight at 6 p.m., then tomorrow they're right back at it with the Warriors, both teams 2-0. and Women's lacrosse is on the road this Sunday to open up the season. They're going to Tiffin, we think. That's kind of been bounced around between a
a few different ideas. Tiffin, I think, because it's been so nice out lately, was actually able to get their field melted enough right. that they could plow it, feel like they could play outside. So they're going to try to play in Tiffin this weekend for GVSU women's lacrosse to get their season started. The men's basketball team is at Northwood. Like we said, who the heck knows what's going to wind up happening in the men's standings. The Lakers could be anywhere from GLIAC champs to having to go on the road for the first round of the GLIAC tournament. So who knows what's going to happen there. As long as the Lakers win, though, if they win both, they have a bye for sure. That's locked up. If they split, they're probably safe as well. Worst-case scenario, they might have to host that Tuesday game if everything else goes exactly wrong for them. But likely the Lakers will have a bye in that first round and are on the road to Indiana the following week for the GLIAC tournament final site. So good news for that. And so we've got plenty more sports coming at you, Tim. Hot and heavy. A lot of, lot of stuff going on. We're excited. Uh, it's great to see these kids competing, and uh, you can definitely just sense it with their uh, – mentality there's they're, they're so excited to be uh, actually competing again and women's soccer's had a couple of exhibitions as well they get started at the end of march so everything is really coming fast you know you look at that mid-march schedule around march 15th and on all of a sudden all of those fall sports are underway all of those spring sports are underway if we have our druthers swimming and diving track and field men's and women's basketball could all be competing in the ncaa tournament right around that time as well so it could be a very 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 busy march madness for us that's at grand valley for. state but that's what we're hoping for so we hope you enjoyed the anchor up podcast this week the lakers are doing a great job as always and men's and women's tennis i'm sure are back in action i think they have this week off right no they're uh playing this week at uh mvp oh so they yes. got home yes. they got yes. home yes. events okay yes. great well you can Go to GVSULakers.com for those results as well as how you can watch those games and those matches this week as well. So everybody is in action. That can be in action, basically, except for softball. Baseball gets started the following week as well. We'll preview them on next week's show. They get started on March 5th. So a lot to get excited about, a lot to be excited for already as we move on towards the spring-slash-fall sports seasons coming up. So another great week, another great Anchor Up podcast. Tim, thanks as always for uh, giving us 30 minutes of your time. I know you're super busy as always with everything else, football practicing, plus all these sports going on. So we've got a lot to do. We're going to get back to work. Thanks for letting us rant to you for a half hour today on the Anchor Up podcast presented by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GVSU Athletics, your health, our passion. We'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, everybody enjoy all those great Lakers sporting events. And as always, Anchor Up. Oh, oh, oh.